Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name's David Webb. I'm Ariel Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Yeah. That is right. Welcome back for a Monday edition of the Nightly Morning Show here on twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly. If you're catching this on our YouTube channel or on our podcast feed later on, uh, you should know that you can come watch the show live, interact with us in the chat. We do a pre-show, we do a post-show, uh, and we'd love to see your name pop up in the chat while we do that. That is Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly. Good morning, Clarus. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. My, like, eyes are very tired, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, making them, like, kind of hazy, and I'm not going to lie, it's really annoying, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. We're here, we're doing the news, we got news for you. We we do have news. How you doing? I'm all right. Um, I think, um, it's interesting, we're back in a cycle of having a weekly show to catch up on, Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, now that we've seen the first episodes of WandaVision, Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to Friday again. I was thinking about this morning when I woke up, I was like, oh yeah, we're another day closer to WandaVision. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, I also think that uh, within uh, 48 hours of the end of today's show, mm-hmm. we are going to have a new president, which is crazy. Um, and the fact that, you know, yeah. the, the, the the changing of the guard happens in two days. Um, hopefully, there's no news about that. Hopefully, it just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we'll probably be talking about that on Wednesday yeah. and uh, talking about uh, that throughout the week as that story kind of develops. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked about it a bit last week, but, you know, it's, it's hard to ignore the fact that that is the biggest thing happening in the world right now. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a weird few days. But as always, we are here to bring you the nerd news. So never fear. As always. Nerdy nightly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. We got you. Us and the child here to give you the news five days a week. Um, <laughs> do you want to jump right into the news or do you have anything you want to talk about? Um, All right. (laughs) In a pandemic first, y'all, I I actually can't think of a movie that did this since COVID-19 started. The film that we've all been waiting for, or that I've been waiting for, I'm not sure that you've been waiting for it. No. Um, No, Godzilla vs. Kong is finally coming to theaters two months ahead of schedule. It is the first time in I, over a year that I can think of someone moving up their timeline. Yeah. Um, this is because HBO and Warner Brothers were able to settle a deal with Legendary in order to get the movie on HBO Max, mm-hmm. which they had promised they would do day and date with their theatrical release. And so now, instead of coming out in the summer window, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong will instead release on March 26th, mm-hmm. which is just around the corner. Yeah, that's coming up faster than I think... Mm-hmm. We, we kind of realize, like, it doesn't, it, I feel like 2021 is going to move rather quickly because there's going to be a lot of, like, rapid changes happening. Yeah. With, yeah. you know, um, the vaccine coming out and things trying to stabilize and get mm-hmm. back to, like, try and fight to get back to normalcy. Um, so I feel like that's gonna, that's gonna come up so fast. Yeah, I feel like companies are gonna have to ramp up everything in order to try and start making money again once they uh-huh. can. Yeah. And I feel like mo- the movie industry is going to be one of those things. Like, once the movie theaters are open, mm-hmm. we are going to start seeing 
movies pop up constantly. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for that. I am definitely hopeful that movie theaters are open in our area when this movie comes out. Yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong is not a film I want to watch at home. Yeah, no. Um, I will if I have to, but I, I'm really hoping... March March 26th is, is a few months away. I feel like we'll hopefully have things under control by then. Uh, yeah, my... <clears throat> that's my hope. <laughs> I am surprised to see it coming ahead of schedule. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know why they didn't just keep the regular date. Maybe they are trying to be like the only movie or one of the only movies... That comes out around that time so mm-hmm. that they don't have competition um, is my guess. Yeah, maybe. Um, they, they probably are not worried about the financials. What, what I'm guessing is that they're happy with what happened with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And they don't have another big D- HBO Max release planned. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that if they had their druthers, they would be putting out a movie each month on HBO Max this year. Yeah. And as far as I'm aware, there isn't another big one that has been announced with, yeah. like, an official date date. Yeah. Um, and so the question kind of is, right now, how, how do they keep the success of what they did with Wonder Woman 1984 going? Mm-hmm. And the it's, it's tough to do, right? Like, a lot of people probably sign up for HBO Max, but aren't going to keep that subscription going now that they've seen Wonder Woman 1984, and maybe they've checked out a couple of other things. But maybe now they have a reason to keep it. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you... Say you really want to watch both these movies. Wonder Woman and Godzilla vs. Kong. To, you know, to cancel and then renew a few months later is a, is a hassle that people don't really care to go through multiple yeah. times. Mm-hmm. So they might just be like, oh, well, it's only a few months, so I'll just keep the subscription. And I, I think that's what HBO is, is hoping for. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Especially um, the announcement for the date for Justice League appears like it's just around the corner. We are going to talk about the Snyder Cut later on in the show. <coughs> Sorry. Um, the um, So that announcement appears like it's going to be made soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been hearing that that was also going to come out in March. Mm-hmm. Although I do feel like... Godzilla vs. King Kong being announced for... Or Godzilla vs. Kong, sorry. Um, I know the title says King Kong. I'll change that for the YouTube video. Um, the the announcement of this coming out in March makes me think that Snyder Cut won't be in March. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think they would want the competition of those two things going head-to-head. Yeah, maybe they're aiming for the Snyder Cut to come out it's like summertime, like around this original date. Mm-hmm. And they moved they this them. earlier. They Yeah, they switched because they didn't want to be competing with themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, they want to keep, they want to give people a reason to keep their subscription and to not cancel and, oh, and re-sign up if they want to yeah. see movies. And spacing them out every few months is, is really smart. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to get the Snyder Cut in the summer. Um, Exactly. I think that we're going to have a real... It really becomes a question of how, what are their goals as far as subscription as HBO Max? Like, what is the number that they would be happy with? Because yeah. it looks like they're uh, they're sitting at like um, like thirteen million, right? Yeah, uh, is what we've heard. I don't know if that's you know who knows if they're releasing honest numbers publicly, but we've heard that there's about thirteen million subscribers to HBO Max at the moment. Yeah. Um, for comparison, uh, Disney Plus is around seventy million right now. So you're you're definitely looking at. Uh, HBO Max has to be looking at that 70 million number and wondering how they can get closer yeah. to that. Uh, for cons- for comparison, again, Netflix is at, I believe, 500 million worldwide. 
So there really is a huge... 500 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but in that, you have to understand, like, Disney wow. Plus makes Disney content. Yep. And internationally, there are fans of Disney content. But the difference is Netflix makes local content. Yes. And so, you know, when I was in Japan and I would open my Netflix in Japan, there was a lot of specifically Japanese um, television yeah. that was made for Japanese Netflix. And so J- Netflix in Japan is huge yeah. because they're mostly watching, they're not watching like Stranger Things. I mean, they probably are, but there, there are a lot of the content that they're consuming on Netflix in Japan is Netflix Japan content. Yeah. Um, there, there's a, there's a, a reality show that's like Big Brother but there are also comedians who make fun of the people. Yeah. So there's like, um, there are like, what? so they like record the big brother episode and then they, the comedians watch it and make fun of it. And then that becomes part of the episode is the comedians like just making fun of the contestants. I feel like I would be really good at that. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. They're mean. Like, they're oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Never it's And I I didn't really watch it, but someone I was on tour with got really into it. Okay. Yeah, it was funny. Interesting. Um, Dark Trace Patch in the chat is saying Suicide Squad is set for August 6th. Yeah, Suicide Squad hasn't moved its date, but mm-hmm. not seen a Snyder Cut date, though. Yeah, I, I wonder what they're going to do with Snyder Cut. Because I have to stop calling it the Snyder TV show. Yeah, because now it's going to be, instead of four parts it's just going to be a really long movie uh, to be fair how many times have you sat through all of return of the king oh okay okay yes but return of the king didn't release as a four-hour movie it should have it's the best version of it that is film. the best version of that film but here's the thing but be, if th- the snyder cut is not good <laughs> then you have to sit through four hours of it whereas you know if it was a normal movie length like two two and a half hours then if people really like it, you put out the extended edition. Like, four hours is a long time to sit through something that's bad. Like, if I have to sit through four hours of Batman v Superman, I (laughs) am going to riot. You know what I mean? Like, I will lose my mind. Like, I've never thrown a controller or anything at my TV, but, like, it would not be pretty. It's amazing to me how common that is. What? People throwing their controllers. Yeah, I'm like, that's an expensive piece of equipment. That's so expensive. Like, what? What, don't do that. I've never been so mad that I was like, I want to break my ability to play video games. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's definitely not something that I understand. Um, but... For those of you who are wondering uh, where we're, where this is coming from, Zack Snyder mm-hmm. said on his Vero account, um, if you don't know what Vero is, Vero is a social media that launched a Only few years uses. ago um, to be, you know, they were trying to compete with the <laughs> Facebooks and the Twitters and whatnot. And to, Vero seems to have survived... Mostly because people are on it to follow Zack Snyder talking about Justice League. Literally. That seems to be the main thrust of the entire social media platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it literally can credit any of its success to him still being there. Yeah, and it's great. Here's the thing about Vero. They, um, they, what Vero does really well is they allow for high quality photo uploads. And so Zack Snyder likes to use it because he posts his behind-the-scenes photos from his films there. Yeah. And he doesn't want to cut the resolution because he takes... Gore- Zack Snyder takes these gorgeous, intimate behind-the-scenes photos when he makes movies. Mm-hmm. And, like, I follow him on Vero because I, I do... I, I respect Zack Snyder a lot. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of his movies I do like. Um, I think Man of Steel is incredible. Like, I really do. Yeah. Um, I just... You know, Batman v Superman is, is just unfortunately... It, it just doesn't work 
Like, it, it just isn't, like, cohesive. Yeah. And I'm hopeful that his Justice League will be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, Zack Snyder's made one really incredible DC movie and one muddled DC movie. And so I'm not saying, like, Justice League has no chance. How dare you drag muddles into this? How dare you? But but I'm not I'm not one of those I'm not one of those people who's like no this movie's going to be bad I don't no, believe yeah. that I I I think that Zack Snyder's a very talented filmmaker I just I'm I'm so tired of the news cycle of this movie is what it is yeah and like I've been beaten into submission by I've I've been beaten into submission by the fact that I've been talking about the Snyder cut for five years I think yeah. Like we've been going on, we've been going back and forth about this for five years, and I just just put it out tomorrow. Just, you know what? Put it out on Thursday as a distraction from all the insanity in the world. Let the inauguration happen, and then the next day be like surprise Snyder cut. Enjoy world. You know what? That that would be cool. I'd be down. For we that. could all use it. Seriously. Just something else to talk about. I feel like Vero is like just like the Zack Snyder blog. Like that's what the website is. <laughs> Maybe we'll start posting on Vero. It, nobody's on it. I don't know. There are some people on it. Yeah. I think originally, I, I think when it first came out, Vero kind of blew up in the beginning. I, I might be wrong about this, but I do remember a lot of like, like internet girls who do like OnlyFans or like nude Patreons were on it because mm, yeah. they they had like lighter censorship. Censorship. That makes sense. Um, and so I think that that's kind of it. it like, kind of blew up because of that. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just became, like, Instagram, but for photographers, because you could actually upload a nice version of your photo. Yeah, because the Facebook quality for photos is trash. Um, yeah, I don't know. But Tom Sam, the way that I talk about him, I don't think he would follow us back. Yeah, you are a bit aggressive about Zack Snyder. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like you said, Man of Steel, great. Mm-hmm. Batman v Superman? awful like truly just a tragedy but but the thing about batman v superman for me is that like a lot of the individual parts are great like i genuinely think as a batman ben affleck is great in that movie sure but i I think that's ben affleck no but it's the writing i the writing between him and alfred i think is really strong i think the problem is when you put it all together and the and the the, the lex Luthor of it all but so there's the a villain. There's a lot of movies like that, though, where, like, it, it really is just, like, the through line doesn't quite work, but, mm-hmm. like, I can see where, like, the individual ideas are strong and where they come from. Here's the thing. If you're learning how to make movies, <laughs> then, like, yes, mistakes like this happen. If you're in film <laughs> wow. school... Well, wow. I'm sorry. You have a budget of how many millions of dollars. You I, have the I, most talented people in their field at your disposal. Like, these movies should be... Great. That's not that's not how art works. That's just, I'm sorry, but that's not how art works. The majority of movies aren't great, no matter the budget, no matter the talent. Look at Tenet. Like I, I think that um yeah. I think Christopher Nolan is one of the most talented filmmakers alive. I think that he's made some of the and most And he got a hot head and like he like he and put he... out something that was incomprehensible. Yeah, but it was Literally. incomprehensible because it tried to do something it, it tried really hard. They, it, you know what I mean. I would rather, I would yeah. rather see bad movies because filmmakers are taking huge monumental swings mm-hmm. and missing mm-hmm. than see only good movies that are all just kind of bland. Here's the thing: I don't mind people taking risks, especially when it comes to art. 
I just think with projects that are this large, like if you like if you want to take a big swing, you can't you can't take big swings and always hit. You yeah, have I know. to. You're gonna miss. And that's why there's bad movies out there. I know, but I don't think that makes the people who made them amateur filmmakers. No, I'm just saying that like the, the, the if a script doesn't work, like Batman v Superman doesn't work. You know, like there's 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 a difference between like taking a big like risk artistically and missing, and just like writing a bad script. But here's the lazy. thing: the, the script probably read fine at a table. It probably did, and it probably honestly, when you're when you're filming a movie over the course of three months, mm-hmm. individual days, you feel like you're making the best thing that has ever been made. You're like, oh wow, this sequence where Batman and Superman are standing on top of the Batmobile, mm-hmm. and he's like, do you bleed? And then Superman flies away, and he's looking at him, he's like, you will. I am willing to bet that everybody on set that day was going like, oh, guys, guys, we're we making did the it. best we're thing ever. ever. Yeah, and then I think 100%. that what happens is. You you don't know what a movie is actually going to feel like until you're in the edit room putting it together. And a lot of the people who work on movies are not a part of the actual making of it. They they're they're a part of the like making the pieces. And then there's like six editors in a room with Zack Snyder trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. But like if you look at a movie like Star Wars, right? Star Wars was considered a disaster until an editor put it together in a way that made it good. Mm-hmm. And if you take the music out of Star Wars, it's terrible. Like, the music is such a huge part of it. I would love to watch that. But the music isn't put in until the very end. So you don't know. You could have the finished film and be waiting for the composer to put music into it. And you could be sitting there going, I've made garbage. And then John Williams comes in with the trumpets blaring. And you're like, oh, wow, this is actually... Okay, we... Okay, okay. But what was the budget for Star Wars? You know what I mean? Like, them, like, it, like creating this thing that, like, a team put together and turned out to be art versus, like, Wonder Woman 84, which, like, is bad. Like, mm-hmm. it's bad and it's just, like, we could get into Wonder Woman 84, but you know what I mean? Like, that movie had the budget, it had the potential, it had the people. Mm-hmm. It also it had... It should have succeeded. It also had a hundred executives who all had to agree on how to make it. And, and that's where the big problem with these big budget films comes is you run into a situation where, you know, you have Patty Jenkins is the director and she's the writer and all of that. But there's teams of people at Warner Brothers at DC who she has to go through for every well, decision. You would think one person on that team would be like, hey, maybe like raping a guy while he's stuck inside of his own body. Like it's not. Okay. Yeah, you think one. You, you, you think would think one person. One person on that team of hundreds of people might be like, this is not a good idea. I. But I hear what you're saying. I just don't think that it means that the film you, you, like. Your comment, like, well, if you're learning how to make movies. No, you can know how to make movies really well and still make a bad movie because you just... Yeah. Like, if you're trying something... Like, like I, I get it. It's just when it's things that are, like, laziness or, like, um, script writing that just doesn't actually make sense. Like, I'm all for trying things artistically. Maybe you're trying to shoot it a bit differently. Christopher Nolan with um, Tenet. I, you know, I can see what he was trying to do and I, I am being a bit like harsh with that but when it's things that are like bit. in the script that you can read and you're like not good you know what I, like yeah but you have to imagine like can you imagine reading the script for inception like legitimately sitting down and reading the script for inception and being like chris no 
And I'm but sorry. For that kind of thing, dreams have, inside like, of dreams inside of dreams. Were, no. There's no, 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 no. But that's no. what a pitch meeting is for, right? Because they can here's paint the, thing. the picture. I could pitch you Tenet right now, mm-hmm. and you would be like, oh, that is brilliant. We have to make that movie. Yeah, and then Christopher Nolan decided to make a, a, just, all the speech my, The point that I'm making is you can make something, you can walk into a, a table read uh-huh. and read something, and it seems like it's going to be the greatest thing ever mm-hmm. because it's not real yet. It's, it's in everybody's heads individually, and it's different to everyone. It's not until an editor has to compile it. And so I just don't think that, like, a, a movie turning out bad mm-hmm. doesn't mean a filmmaker is bad. No, and that, that like, that is completely fair. Batman v Superman is a competently made movie. It is beautiful. Some of those shots are incredibly go- gorgeous. The visual effects are actually pretty good. Oh, yeah, it looks nice. Oh, yeah, the, but the sound design. Like, there's so much about that movie that is good. There is just a few things that... There were a few things they took a chance on that just didn't turn out. Because I bet when they, I bet when they were doing the I, the Lex Luthor thing, they were sitting there going, "All right, Jesse Eisenberg is giving us the like modern tech Mark Zuckerberg billionaire that we wanted this to be." Yeah. And it's it it probably worked in the room. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these mm-hmm. things work in the room, and it's not until you edit them into the movie, and you're like, "Oh well, Batman." This Batman is so much darker than this Lex Luthor, and it doesn't make sense that like Batman's not the villain of this movie. Like yeah. that duality, you know, it's just it's tough. It's really tough. Making movies is so hard, and so I never take it away from anyone once they've made a movie. If you make a movie, just getting a hundred people together to do something is impressive. Yeah. No matter what it is. That's fair. I mean, I you know I can't say I've ever made a movie, so. <laughs> Richardson Seven says, uh, "Did you ever hear about James Cameron's pitch for Aliens? He drew Alien on a board, added an S at the end, and then drew a line through it to make a dollar sign." Oh my god! Here's the thing: Aliens is great. It's a comp- it's it's a, it's not even in the same genre as Alien because <laughs> Alien is a horror movie and Aliens is an action movie. Mm-hmm. But Aliens is great, and sometimes yeah. you can make a movie to make money, and they're great movies. Look at mm-hmm. James Cameron movies. Yeah. Look at Terminator 2. Like, Terminator 2 is one of the greatest action movies of all time. I did not expect for us to talk about this for half the show. Hey, you know what? It, it, it was a good discussion. It was I a think good discussion. I, just, I think I've just been burned with, like, you know, Aragon. That it, like, kind of just, like, hurts my soul. You know, when people take things that I want to love and throw them in a dumpster fire. Uh, but it's fine. I'm Okay. I'm, I'm fine. What's the news? Um, all right, moving on, moving on. Um, so, uh, Dick Van Dyke, famed actor, star of, uh, the original Mary Poppins movie, and, uh, I'm not even getting it. you know who Dick Van Dyke is. Dick Van Dyke. Is. That guy. He, he, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, uh, was a consultant for WandaVision, for the, because, oh. you know, he worked on sitcoms, uh, in yeah. the past, and so he, um... He was a consultant, and uh, apparently, according to uh, Matt Shackman, the director of WandaVision, he <laughs> didn't really know what the MCU was. He didn't know what it was? Yeah, and so uh, he and Kevin Feige were having a conversation in front of Shackman that uh, essentially went like, um, <laughs> uh, Dick Van Dyke said, uh, I hear you guys had some great success. That's wonderful. Congratulations. What did you just put out? And Kevin Feige responded, uh, yes, well... We just put out Avengers Endgame, um, and Dick responded, oh, Avengers Endgame, oh, great, fantastic, and Kevin said, yeah, it's actually the biggest movie of all time, (laughs) and Dick Van Dyke did not know. He was shocked and surprised, (laughs) which I think is 
is hilarious. You know what? That's like, that's, that is a goal of mine to one day, you know, get to a ripe old age and just be enjoying my life so much that there's just like a huge monumental thing that completely passes me by because I'm just (laughs) enjoying my own life immensely. I'm going to, I'm going to take it in that way. It's especially funny to me because Dick Van Dyke was working on a Disney movie during all of this. Oh, true. Because he was working on Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. So I just love that like he was showing up to the Disney lot to like shoot the movie and everyone was probably talking about like, oh, we're making a lot of money right now. And Dick Van Dyke was like, just not paying attention. He's like, um, can I have a biscuit? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's just what I, like he just sits there and like, like I, I, I just imagine him to be like very delightful. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? And so like, I just like, yeah, I don't know. That's that's so wholesome, but also so odd. It's just so <laughs> like... funny. I just, I love that you would get, I love that you would get, like, a cast. Or that they're like, hey, will you come help us with WandaVision? And he's like, Wanda? WandaVision. Sure. He's oh, like, oh yeah, okay. this is uh, Kevin Feige. I'm, I'm sorry, Kevin. Oh, nice to meet you. Are you an uh, intern on this? Like... <laughs> Are you an intern? No, I'm, I'm the man that Ben Affleck said uh, is the greatest producer of all time. Nice to meet you. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, man. Um, in joy. other news, Matt Damon has landed in Australia in order to be in the movie Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, so, so a bit of a backstory. I was looking at the news last night, mm-hmm. and I was like, David, I found news. Matt Damon's going to be in something. And then I pulled it up because, I let's be honest, I didn't actually know. Um, and David was like, yeah, you know, he was, he was in Ragnarok. And I was like, wait, what? What do you mean he... Yeah, he was in Ragnarok. Yeah. And she was like, wait, who was he in Ragnarok? And I was like, he's... Well, I mean, he was Matt Damon. <laughs> like, he literally is just Matt Damon in that movie. <laughs> I don't the... remember this at all. So, in Ragnarok, there's a scene where they're, they're put on a play in Asgard. Loki puts on a play to, like, elevate himself. And Matt Damon is playing Loki. Yeah. And so... <laughs> I, I just love that you, yeah, I love that you never knew that that was Matt Damon. No, yeah, I just, so that funny. completely went over my head. I don't remember it at all. So, yeah, Matt Damon is back uh, for Thor 4. Thor 4. Thor 4. And I I, really, I wonder if he's playing that actor again, or if, like, I, I just wonder, because technically that actor isn't as Guardian. That actor could be an incredible fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just funny to me, because he is, uh, him and his whole family flew down to Australia to quarantine for two weeks ahead of his ahead of the movie Mm -hmm. and so i do wonder like if there if it's just another blink and you'll miss it cameo is all that quarantine like it's he's gonna be in quarantine two weeks there two weeks when he gets back i mean he gets to be in australia that's so like um i did appreciate what he said um uh he made a comment about it saying uh, i'm so excited my family and i will be able to call australia home for the next few months australian film crews are world renowned for their professionalism and are a joy to work with so the 14 days of quarantine will be well worth it. Oh, well, if he's going to be there for months, he's more than just a quick cameo, I think. I just don't know, right? Like, uh, Sam Neill was on that stage, too. Richard Simpson is bringing it up. Yeah, Sam Neill was also in that sequence. Um, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if he's going to be there for months because he's like, well, let's just go spend the summer in Australia um, because it yeah. is currently the summer there. Yeah. Um, or, I, I just, yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm, I would love it if Matt Damon had a bigger part in this movie. Yeah. I think it would be very funny if, like... Because Loki, at the end of, you know, like, Loki is kind of, I, I'm trying, I don't know how spoilery we want to get. Uh, Ragnarok has been out for two years. Well, but end, uh, Infinite Endgame. Endgame has been out long enough. So it, Loki's 
dead. Mm-hmm. Maybe he needs Loki for something. And so Matt Damon has to play Loki. And he, like, finds the actor who played Loki in the Loki play. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I need you to pretend to be Loki for this mission. And so Matt Damon is an actor playing Loki on the mission that they're on in the movie. Wow. All right. I, I want it. Make it happen, please. Like, wouldn't it be hilarious if they're like, all right, we need Loki to break into this prison. So they hire the actor. <laughs> and so Matt Damon is just walking in with the crew. And he's like, yes, I'm, I'm Loki. But like with his Boston accent. <laughs> Oh my god. It's the version of this that I want. I want him yeah, to be playing Loki. I, I want him to be playing the actor who played Loki. And it, for it to be like the like linchpin of the entire movie. Yeah. Is, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for that. Right? Wouldn't that be great? 100%. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, in other quarantine news, speaking of the two week quarantines, uh, the UK has lifted the exemption for actors. Uh, previously, if you were an actor working on a production filming in the United Kingdom... Uh, you were exempt from the two-week quarantine. Um, but uh. with the rising coronavirus uh, numbers there and with the concerns uh, in the United States and ca- Canada, they have um, rescinded that exemption. And so uh, when you fly into the UK, you will have to quarantine now. And can I just say I'm shocked that this was allowed to happen this long? Yeah. <clears throat> Why was there an exemption in the first place? So that people could get to work. They were trying to get people to work. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a way to... It was so that um, productions could start up faster. Um, but, uh, I, with, with the numbers rising there with this new UK variant, I'm shocked that this was allowed to go as long as it was. Truly. Yeah. Um, wow. All right. And hopefully this is a change that'll keep people safe. Better late than never, I guess. But like, it's like the 11th hour, guys. Come on. It really is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Although it's the 11th hour on a lot of this stuff. But, um, yeah, it, this will this will obviously change a lot of scheduling for uh, upcoming uh, films and TV shows. We haven't received any word yet on any specific productions that are going to be affected by this change. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, I'm just like, come on. Like, this is this is yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah. This, this is, I, uh, art is important. I am one of those people who says art is important, but... As artists, I agree. With how crazy things are in the States, you just... We have to be careful. Yeah. Yes, we do. Um... <sighs> video game news. Oh, There's boy. a free video game online for fans of Community. Um, of Community. Yeah, if, you, uh, if you've never seen Community, there are two very special episodes where they have these giant paintball wars. Um, one of them is Western-themed, and the other is Star Wars-themed. Mm-hmm. And the Star Wars-themed one gets a little confusing, but um, the, the theme gets muddled. But it's one of the greatest episodes of television ever. Um, and no, seriously, the paintball episodes are like... They're brilliant. All right. Um, they're so, so, so good. Um, there is now a game on Steam called Six Seasons and a Game, which is a free paintball game set on the, um, on the campus of Greendale from the, uh, community college. Mm-hmm. So if you are a fan of that game, head over to Steam and pick up your free copy of the game. Uh, it, they're in alpha, so it's just at the beginning of the process and they're looking for people to play it so that they can figure it out. Hardcore Soft Popcorn says the community paintball episodes are the highlight of the entire series. Mm-hmm. They are they are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to be playing this uh, I was going to say, point. you better download <clears throat> that. Yeah, I'm excited. I love... The paintball episodes are so funny. They're, they're so good and wholesome. Mm-hmm. And like, exactly what... So was the Pillow Fort Wars. Yeah, Pillow Fort Wars was also good. Um, and the D&D episode that Taters <laughs> is bringing up. Mm-hmm. The D&D episode of Community is 
Chef's Kiss. All right. Um, so yeah, I will definitely be picking up Six Seasons and a Game. If you want to follow them on Twitter as they go through the process of getting this game out, it is uh, at six, the number six, and a game. Um, mm. So I'm excited for that. Okay. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, you know, kind of wish I knew Community a bit better now. I've only seen... I'm trying to get first. her into it, but it's tough. Uh, we just... It, it's time. It's literally... It is time. Yeah. It's a lot of episodes. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot. And, you know, we have a, a, another episode of Catching Up with Claris that we have to work on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's, you know, it's just... It's going to be... It's going to be some time, I think, before we can get to Community, unfortunately. <laughs> The Robin says they should make the game where you have to kill Pierce's dad, um, which is a, which is a whole episode unto itself. Oh, I was like, I don't know. They essentially end up in a like Legend of Zelda kind, an, a, like an old school Legend of Zelda kind of game, mm. and it's it's very very good. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um, okay. I would love if they made that game, but I I don't know. I don't feel like there's a lot of like people still working in the world of community right now. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Because it ended how long ago? I Did it ever end? Um, did, wait, what? Are they still talking about bringing it back? Well, so the, the show ended like three times. And then it was, because it ended and then it was brought back by Amazon, or by, by Yahoo. And then it ended again. And then I think it was brought back by, I think the final season was made by Netflix. So oh, like there are like six seasons, but the first four were on TV, five was on Yahoo, and six was on Netflix. I think I'm getting that right. I might, I don't remember. All right, that's fair. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. It really is. Six seasons and a movie. All right. Cool. That'll be a funny game. I'll probably watch you play it. But... <laughs> that joke, uh, there's a joke in the show mm-hmm. where Abed becomes obsessed with, um, the show The Cape, which was a superhero show mm-hmm. on NBC that I really liked, mm-hmm. even though it was very silly. It was about a guy who had a super cape. Yeah. Um, and they were like six seasons and a movie and the cape did not get to the end of its first season. Ah. <laughs> and so the six seasons in a movie chant got taken up by the community fans. Gotcha, like, gotcha, We're gotcha. going to get to this. Gotcha. All right. Still waiting on that movie, Dan Harmon. Um, uh, y'all, in, in kind of the craziest news, the biggest news of the weekend. The biggest, this is, guys, this is the, the highlight of everybody's month. Betty White turned 99. Just get it. Just, Girl can get it. Betty White turned 99. Congratulations, Betty White. Yeah. You 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 are the beacon of light this world needs. Yeah. Oh man, she's yeah. so funny. Yeah. The muffins sketch from SNL that she did is one of the more inappropriate things that has ever been put on broadcast television, but also one of the greatest things that has ever been made. Oh, God, I need to see this. You've never seen the muffin sketch? No. Oh, immediately after the show's over. Yeah, we're going to watch immediately. that. Immediately. It's so inappropriate and hilarious. Great. I love it already. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is a national treasure that must be protected at all costs. Absolutely. Um, she needs to co- make sure she gets the COVID vaccine first. Yeah, she, she is the first person who should get it. I'm excited for her to hit 100. <laughs> Because I yeah. think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme yesterday that was like, um, we need to start thinking about the world we're leaving um, behind for Betty White after we're all gone. Jesus Christ. Seriously, she's going to outlive all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy birthday. She's also, Betty. she's older than sliced bread. Yeah, I saw that. That's so good. Sliced bread is the coolest thing since Betty White. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, 100%. <laughs> Happy birthday. All right, y'all. Happy birthday, Betty White. James Earl Jones turned 90 yesterday. Daddy Vader? Daddy Daddy Mufasa? Daddy Vader? 
Oh, damn. The voice of all of the father figures from my childhood. Oh, boy. Dude, he turned 90. That's so awesome. Glad to see he's still kicking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's tough. Still doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> Betty White and Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, they will. That's true. They absolutely will, Rebel Trooper. Um, y'all, it's a Monday, which means uh, we're going to end the way that we should always end Mondays, the Monday morning show. That's why I'm talking quickly about some math. No, I'm kidding. Some box office numbers. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 has been dethroned for uh, the first time since its release. Mm -hmm. It is no longer number one at the box office. And in, in the times before the pandemic, um, being number one for uh, as many weeks as Wonder Woman was is actually is, is, is would be a huge success it, it's in its fourth week if you can be number one for three straight weeks it's a very hard thing to do yes um and so in some ways this is a huge success for wonder woman wonder woman came in second with 2.6 million dollars uh number one at the box office this weekend was the marksman a new liam neeson movie uh that came in with 3.2 million dollars uh in its opening weekend which is uh you know it's fine it's in the it's we, covid like. it's yeah 65 percent of theaters are closed I don't think the marksmen should be upset with that number. They're probably hoping that eventually they'll do well on VOD. I know Liam Neeson does well at the home box office market. Mm -hmm. He's a kind of, you know, you you can put this movie on TV and people will watch it. Yeah, absolutely. What's interesting is um, Crudes, A New Age. Still. Is still number three and actually made 12.7% more this weekend than it did last weekend. So the Crudes seems to have found a number that... Um, that it just kind of sits at. And, yeah. and week to week, people still seem to be going to the Croods. It, it right. really is the effect of being the only kids movie in theaters. Yeah. Um, uh, parents who just want to get their kids out of the house, the Croods is a good option. Yeah. Uh, and that, that movie is still making money. Uh, unfortunately, uh, New, News of the World is at number four. Still doing well. It's at a million. Uh, Monster Hunter has dropped under the Million Club. Uh, yeah. And so at number five, the number five movie at the box office is under a million dollars at $920,000. Um, Oof. yeah, and the, uh, the surprise on this list to me was, uh, number eight with $169,000 was a re-release of The Emperor's New Groove. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I would go see it. 100%. I would too. Emperor's New Groove is one of my favorite Disney movies. <clears throat> yeah, same. It was, it's the so The poison. Good. The poison for Goose Girl. I can't poison. believe it's number eight of the box I office. Know. That makes me very happy. Um, I have a friend, I, I was doing... The, uh, Peter Pan, over a year ago now, it's mm -hmm. wild, um, and he could, there was a day we were in tech and we're sitting on the deck of the stage waiting for lights to move or something, and he just started doing Emperor's New Groove, and like the entire movie, like all of the characters, all of the lines, and he's like, yeah, I just, I watch it like twice a week, and he knows the entire film, Emperor's New Groove, by heart, and he does all the voices, he has like acting for each beat, and I was like, this is... Wow, I thought, like, knowing, like, Albuquerque was impressive. It, it is. But, like, that just is, like, a next level. Yeah. Wow. But he, like, practices it when he's alone. He just sits in his room. And he practices... Oh, the lever cronk! Performing... Wrong lever! The wow, that is, that is yeah, he's a great level at it too. of it's, commitment. It's uh, Anthony Zambito. He's a great actor. Very, very talented dude. Uh, and also just, like, one of the sweetest, kindest souls in the planet. But That's um, incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. I love, I love Impersonal Group. It's so good. I'm so happy that that's on the list. Yeah, surprising. Yeah. 2021, bring it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, half the movies that we've seen in theaters in the past year have been, um, 
uh, re-releases. We only saw two. Yeah, which is half the movies That's we've true. seen That's true. We in only theaters. saw three movies in theaters. No, we've seen four movies in theaters. What? What's the fourth? We saw Tenet. 1917, Tenet, and New Mutants. And then we saw um, Empire Strikes Back. And, and The Lord of the Rings. Rings yeah. yeah, so like that's about half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant we saw four new movies in theaters. No, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, like, half the movies we've seen this year are, like, old movies. Yeah, two out of five. That's wild. Yeah. Y'all, there were weeks in New York where I would go to five movies in a week. And in 2020, I saw five movies in a year. I'm so sorry. <sighs> it is what it is. Richard Sim 7, we never saw Invisible Man, but everyone recommends it. Mm-hmm. We might have to watch that. But that's the news for today. That was a good show. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We Guys, talked a lot about Snyder Cut. If you are watching this on YouTube, please remember that you can catch it live at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you also stream over there. I do stream over there, twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. Y'all, this week's crazy. We're streaming. Pokemon Tuesday. Red Dead Redemption Wednesday. Baking stream Thursday at 2 p.m. Pokemon Thursday at 7 p.m. Then we're streaming Among Us on Friday at 7 p.m. Then we're back with Red Dead Redemption 2 on Sunday. Yeah. With five morning shows. It's a crazy week. Five game streams and a bacon stream. 11 streams this week for David. Send throat lozenges. I got you. I got you. I got you. It's going to be good. Fisherman's friend. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're doing a baking stream on Thursday. So if you guys have anything you want to see us bake, yeah. we actually don't have um, we don't have our set recipe or anything yeah. yet. Um, so yeah, if there's anything that you're like, this would be fun, try this, you know, let us know. And we are going to be live later today over on... Twitch.tv slash Clarish Dakaris. I'm going to be playing some Among Us with some friends. It's I'll be in be that a game good as well. time. Yeah, you're going to be there. Um, Off camera being a sneaky little imposter. I'm excited. I'm very excited. It's going to be... Vent. <laughs> I haven't played Among Us in a while and I, uh, oh yeah, the Shadow Command is broken. Sorry, Rebel. Scanny! Um... Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be, like, vanilla Among Us. Maybe we'll spice things up if we, like, get bored of that one. But I I don't know Among Us super well, so, like, this is going to be something. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. As we always say, my name is David Webb. <laughs> I'm Marielle Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. Bye. Bye-bye.